Kia ora, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome along to the Zoom Zoom show for what is the date today? 23rd of February 2023. Man, there has been some action. We're probably midway through the domestic season, which kind of includes the winter northern hemisphere indoor season and also a insanely hot cross-country uh, over in Bathurst. So that there's been so much going on, we had to get on the line to talk about what's been going, what's been going on, have an outlet to all of the excitement and action that w- that's been happening. There's been records, there's been world champs with so much drama, there has been uh, stuff going down over in Europe indoors and in the States indoors and back home outdoors. So a lot to catch up on. Now, Today's show, we have a special guest coming on the show, Stefan Smith. He is based in Australia these days, but many of you will remember him from his running days back here in New Zealand, representing Wellington and Wellington Scottish as a distance runner. He just completed the competed in the World Masters Cross Country Champs, uh, which was held as part of the Bathurst um, World Cross Country Champs weekend in Sydney. And uh, so he's going to talk through us uh, about what happened at Bathurst. Uh, he was there watching the action on Saturday. Um, so he'll be great to pick his brain and, and hear about um, uh, what went down, how the Kiwis uh, fared amongst the, the heat in the hills of Bathurst. Um, and so what, what conditions were like on the ground as well. It's often hard to tell just by the stream or the social media coverage. Um, actually, there was no stream. This is, <laughs> this is a bit of a gripe that I had. It was all broadcast on Sky Sport, I think. And so um, that, I, yeah, it was a bit disappointing, to be honest. So I'll, I'll talk to Stefan a bit about that as well. And we're away. The final of the 100 metres. Here we go. Tell you what, she's given it a decent old nudge there. Yes! That's over 60. That's what she was looking for. The pack is chasing, the pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15 metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. She's on the toe, she gone. Let's talk about what's been going on because there have been four records that we need to talk about. Desperately we need to talk about these records because at the start of the year, as I do most years, I jot down my little notepad the possible and probable national records coming up for the next 12 months. I put uh, four highly probable uh, women's records and seven probable men's records this year. So far, four of those men's records have been broken and uh, one of the only possible records has been broken on the women's side. So that one caught us by surprise. So the first one was the Rosie Elliott-Georgia Hulls battle at the International Track Meet in Christchurch last weekend. Just one of the 200-metre races in New Zealand history. It's one for the ages. You know, the the greatest 200-metre runs by any Kiwi female in in history happened at the exact same time and poor Georgia Hulls uh, beat the record uh, which was set by Monique Williams 14 years ago 2290 and Georgia Hulls went 2284 so crushed the record 
only problem was she had a cheeky Rose, Rosie Elliott on her shoulder uh, coming through for the win in 22.81. It was amazing to see, you know, I don't think either of them would have got the record without each other pulling uh, them along. And the video is really cool to watch. The ITM boys have done it, um, and girls have put a, a great job together of putting that highlights clip of that race together, including interviews on YouTube. So be sure to go and check that out. Um, and just well done to Rosie and Georgia. Like, what a, what a run, what a race. And man, oh man, that sets up some excitement for the coming showdown uh, next weekend. Um, so, first weekend of March for the national champs with Rosie entering the 400 and the 100. George is just focused on the two. But we hear that Zoe Hobbs is entered in the 100 and the 200. So some really fascinating match-ups match there. Uh, it'll be for Zoe's first race for the season after recovering from some niggles. So that will be just a fascinating battle across the one two and four hundred meters expect that woman's 400 meters to be severely threatened this year by rosie elliott um if not some of the other girls you know we've got Portia bing isabel neal um cameron smart that they're all improving as we go mia powell uh the 400 stocks are just as deep as the 100 and 200 stocks in new zealand female sprinting so exciting times well done rosie elliott for claiming your first national record man that's an exciting sign for both georgia and rosie Coincidentally, before before last weekend, we'd only had one Kiwi dip below 23. Now we have three, um, and the, the fastest two of those three are still on the up and up. So exciting times. Now, last night over in Melbourne and Geelong, which I think is just outside of Melbourne, um, at the Murray Plant Meet, uh, which is the new Melbourne track classic. I, I need to pick Stefan's brain to find out why uh, why the rebrand uh, we had Connor Bell breaking the discus record once again with a 66.23 that adds another what is it nine centimeters to his best he took down the Commonwealth Games champion uh, which gives you a little bit of a sign for what sort of form he's in at the moment. You remember Connor's just young. He, what is he, like 22 now? Uh, had a bit of an injury last year, so was a little bit of a dip in form as you'd expect. But man, this year has he come out of the gate. So earlier in the year in uh, Hawke's Bay, shout out to everyone in Hawke's Bay, by the way, um, who have been struggling with the, the weather. Man, it's just... My heart breaks for everyone who's been affected there, especially those who have lost homes and loved ones. Um, thoughts go out to you all. Uh, Hawke's Bay, Gisborne, uh, west coast of Auckland, Northland. Man, it's been a, been a rough old time, rough old summer for a lot of people around Aotearoa. So thoughts go out to you all. Um, but in Hawke's Bay, when the weather was a bit better back in January, uh, Connor Bell first beat Ian Winchester's record of 65.03. He added just over a metre to that, and now he's added another nine centimetres. Let's see if he can improve uh, when it comes to the national champs uh, in just over a week's time in Wellington. Um, so that's 66.23. To see where that kind of gauges in the world, if he threw that at the Commonwealth Games over the last six Commonwealth Games... Three of those com games would that would have been good enough for gold. Three of them would have been good enough for silver. So that's the sort of level we're talking. 
in the last two Olympics, we're talking in the previous one, it would have been sixth. Uh, and then fifth before that one. So we're kind of in that ballpark of, you know, sort of Madison Weshy, um, Jacko Gill, that uh, meddling at Com Games and uh, certainly threatening a medal, definitely getting into those top eight at, at the world level. So exciting times for Connor. I'm super pumped to see what this year brings. I hope he can get over to Europe in the summer and throw some bombs with those big boys over there because, um, you know, it really seems like he's our next uh, throws superstar in, uh, not just in the making, he's there now, but he's certainly a rising star. Okay, Another rising star keeping on raising the bar literally and figuratively is old mate Hamish Kerr who in Europe indoors put the new national record up in the high jump to 234. Remember he had the record of 231 and now he's bumped that up to 234. I believe he passed after a first time miss at 232 uh, from memory and then went up to 234 and posted that massive old jump. You know, he was looking good early in the year with jumps to music and then at Cook's Classic, uh, he was looking really, really springy uh, and uh, looked some promising signs. We know he made some tweaks to his technique about this time last year uh, with his approach and it looks like those tweaks have sort of cemented themselves and he's looking fluid, he's looking poppy um, and just floating through the air. 234, that is no joke. Epic work, Hamish. Now, final national record that we need to talk about is Geordie Beamish, who in an absolutely stacked 3,000 metres broke the New Zealand national record that was set by Nick Willis uh, ooh, eight years ago, nine years ago of 7.36.93. He chopped that down by 0.69 of a second to 7.36.22 in the 3K. Well done, Geordie. That means he is, I believe, the indoor 5,000 and indoor 3,000 national record holder now. So look for him to challenge those outdoor records especially the Outdoor 5000 uh, this year. I'm hoping that this is a sign of big things to come from Geordie over the coming um, coming months as we go into 2023. So there we go. That's a bit of an update on the epic national records that we've already had. I'm going to cross over to Stefan Smith for our interview for the week. All right, so on the show today, we've got Stefan Smith all the way from Australia. Uh, many of you will remember Stefan as uh, my co-host for the Kiwi Running Show uh, from a couple of years back. So it's good to have Stefan uh, back on on the, uh, on the well, it's not a Zoom call. We're using another platform these <laughs> days, but but good to see your face again and also good to see you running. So you are, um, you're based just outside of Sydney uh, these days, and uh, you were running in the the Masters cross country the day before. Is that is that right? Uh, on on the Sunday, yeah, day after. Oh, cool. Yeah, day after. Yeah. And um, so, first of all, before we talk, because you were there spectating on on the Saturday, uh, tell us about what the course was like, how your your race went. Um, yeah, what what kind of what we had to. Um, you would have got a good taste for for what all the Kiwis had to deal with on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having me again. Good to be back on the airwaves and see your face. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was awesome to be, like, in a short word. It was 
I don't know, we a few of us all went up as a group of friends and it was kind of just hit us as we we're driving up. We we're like, man, like world cross country is going to be here like in our backyard. Like it, it's so only yeah. the second time in the Southern hemisphere ever. Um, is that right? I was wow. actually at the, I was actually at the first and only other one, other one in the Southern hemisphere when I was one years old in Auckland. Wow. The year John, and Go- John and Googie won, um, yep. who was like a five time, uh, winner of the event so a bit of a legend of the sport um so we were like all just traveling up just like frothing basically like ready for this event um and a few of us uh, that i kind of run with here as well we're all running in the masters race too on the sunday um so I'll, I'll kind of touch on that first like as you said and then talk about um the main the main race but yeah it was good to get up there and around the course on the saturday because um, I hadn't done the course. They actually had a race over there last year for our New South Wales short course champs. Um, cool. but the course slightly changed, and, and I I was injured at the time and didn't run that one. So, um, yeah, it was like we had heard it was quite hard, but um, like once he got there, it was like, well, there's not really any flat sections. Um, it was just up and down like the whole way and over a 2K lap. Um, it was kind of like a almost like a Vosla condensed into a shore batten type loop. Um, so right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, for those who don't don't know, <laughs> Vosla Shield is is a gnarly cross country, basically a mountain race, <laughs> right? Like mountain race. Um, <laughs> in Wellington, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. shore batten yeah. is yeah two k relay race. Yeah, yeah. It um, but it was like all pretty good footing. Um, I, like my race went pretty well. I got fifth in the M35 to 40 category, which I call the the junior masters, oh. <laughs> kind of like the, the fake ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, until you get to 40, but it, it was cool catching up with heaps of people. Like I saw, I hadn't seen guys like Todd Stevens, for example. He was like a pretty pivotal figure for me at the Wellington Scottish Club when I was there, and I hadn't seen him for probably close to eight or nine years, I reckon. Um, and even his dad, Alan wow. Stevens, was there. Um, quite with like Darbs and was he running? Yeah, yeah, Todd was running. Yeah, he, he ran in the fifty-five plus. I think. Sure. Um, and so they put us sure. all together in the same race everywhere from every range from thirty-five up to sixty-five. So there, there was probably there was about two hundred of us on the start line because um, male and female as well, um, which is really cool. Six uh, k is a short course, and yeah, it was. Um, it was actually pretty good conditions. Like a, it was probably 22 degrees or something like that, which um, typically that oh, wow. would be classed as kind of warm um, as well. But considering our race was going to be at lunchtime um, when it was 35 degrees, um, it got switched to nine o'clock in the morning, <laughs> which I think plenty of visitors were thankful for. Um, again, and I had, yeah, I was actually kind of hoping for like a hot, a hot one during the middle of the day because I, yeah. I had raced last <laughs> weekend um and a 5k on the track and it was 32 degrees and it was like it was nasty but um oh. I, I don't mind the heat so much but i know people that absolutely hate it and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit um for the main races later on but um yeah it it was um yeah pretty challenging got out conservative and and finished pretty strong i actually found myself about 10 or 15 meters back i guess from um steve monaghetti and the pack he was with 
Um, so I was, wow, that's cool. I was kind of getting quite a bit of cheering noise throughout the course because I was, wasn't too far from Mona. It was like, <laughs> all you could hear was like, go Mona, 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 Mona. Um, and he, like, he's just an absolute like, idol to people over here and like huge, probably one of the biggest names in Australian distance running. Um, and I, I got past him with about 300 meters to go um, and, and did you, you dropped the kick. <laughs> yeah, I, I put about 10 seconds on him over the last few hundred meters. I think it was hurting a bit. So uh, yeah, I, I kind of felt bad going past him because I know he's got about 25 years on me, <laughs> but, um, but there's a reason why he's one of the, the best. Like he, he just set a master's record for 5k, a world master's record for 5k recently running 1550. So he's, he's no slouch still. Um, and that was just man. so, but it was so fun, like awesome event. Like the, the masters is very different. It's my very first masters event. Cause I just turned 35 in November and um, they're just like all just stoked to be there, you know, like real high vibes yeah. to run, very supportive. Like we even on the start line, we actually parted in the middle because there was, like a dude who I'm going to say he was probably close to 90 years old in the 4k race just before he was finishing, but he was out for like an hour 20 or something. And he he was coming down straight as we're about to start. And so we all parted in the middle and he ran through the middle and everyone was like cheering him on. And so that was pretty cool. Like he he could (laughs) tell he had a big smile across his face. And um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool event. And um, I hope to be in more in the future. That's awesome. Now, if you were if you were coaching someone through, let's say you you'd just done the masters race and one of your athletes was lining up for the the official world cross, what advice would you give them and how to attack the how to attack the course? And I, I probably would tell them to race like how I raced. To be honest, <laughs> I think yeah. it was probably start like, start conservative. A, yeah, a, a pretty conservative approach and. Um, I, I like I, after being a spectator there and like I, I follow rain like very closely and you know I, I can get pretty analytical with people's races and I never mean to like come across overly like negative or anything like that but just kind of questioning like people's moves or like decisions that they make within races when watching because you know that's what you watch as a spectator and a fan of the sport like you want to see people succeed and do well and especially in a, in a um when you're watching some kiwis as well come over for like arguably the most competitive distance running event on the planet um there were yeah. definitely a few people that paid the price early um because of the heat and i think maybe didn't take into account that but also i think the nature of the course as well like it was um as i said very up and down and you could see where people would just like blow up completely on the hills like whether it meant that they didn't do enough hill running or don't do enough of hill running someone people could have been sick or whatever like there's obviously heaps of things that come into play when people blow up and, and have a bad day um but it wasn't just, you know, it was, it was all types of, like the, there were Australians that's doing it as well and they're used to the heat over here. Like, and, and again, it's yeah. just calculating yeah. that race and getting out conservative and not getting, um, it's easier said than done, a lot easier to do in my race as an old man. But to when you're lining up in the world <laughs> cross country when there's got a bunch of Africans sprinting off like their life depends on, on it, it's um, very hard to not get 
like swallowed up in that energy, um, which I think, yeah, yeah, a few people did, unfortunately. Yeah, because you've basically got three three sort of factors at work, eh? Like you've got you've got the heat, which is for most in New Zealand this summer has been almost impossible to replicate. Um, I know, like the north and east have had a pretty bad summer we've actually been really hot here in Taranaki but um, that's beside the point um and then you then you've got the hills uh which you know you can you can train for that pretty well in New Zealand um but just that that dynamic like you say of world cross country is called the toughest foot race on earth for a reason not because there's thousands of people or because it's like you know the I don't know, Monaco 1500 metres or, um, you know, Berlin Marathon or something. It's just the, you've got the, all the top guys, like you you look at the field of women's and men's, eh? And it's just like, it was so stacked. It was absolutely incredible. Um, And then all these young guys behind them trying to get after it as well. And it was like, it seemed like there was, no pacing or cons- conservation of effort, effort up the front. Yeah, no, they like just don't care. And like, if if anything, like the yeah. the most conservative race was actually the senior men's. Um, like, oh wow, it, yeah. It, like it probably didn't get cranking or get going till after two laps, I would say. Um, like Kip Lima and Chip the guy. And Campbell were all, all, all there who featured at the end of the race, but they were kind of sitting back in tenth or so. Like no, one, like no one was really too fast. Obviously, still running fast, but like the fact that to give you an idea of like you know the toughness of the course, like they're running about two minute, two and a half minutes almost slower over ten k than they would say on the track, which is like madness. Like that, like and and when you looked at the course, I was like, man, it's going to be they might not break 30 minutes on this course and um yeah, yeah wow. it, it just yeah. how challenging it was um but the i guess um for a bit of like a recap um from, from my perspective like things kicked off with the the mixed relay um obviously that day um and it's only 2k so i don't think any of them were probably too worried about the heat or the course it's like let's we're just going to bash ourselves for six minutes essentially like it, it wasn't going to be very long yeah. Um, but that was that was heaps um, hectic. Like they should definitely keep that event. Um, the the Australians who ended up third was I, the the loudest roar of the day would have been when Jess Hull went from really? third into place on her lap. She ran eleven seconds faster on that lap than the next person. Like it was class. It was so classy wow. and like. The roar was nuts. Like, it was so loud. And we're at this awesome changeover area, and, like, Jess handed over to Stewie McSwain, who's, like, you know, known as one of the best <laughs> miles in the world right now and can run off the front, and he yeah. just takes off. People are just, like, losing their mind, like, to see this. And um, and the Kenyan had, had gone off, like, a million miles an hour as well. But um, they ultimately got third, which was, like, a great run, I I think like a lot of people had like fans of the sport had expected them to win or get a gold medal because of their fifteen hundred meter times, and I was like, that's all fair and well, but yeah. like fifteen hundred meter time 
doesn't mean shit when you're running over hilly cross country like that. Like, but yeah, yeah. Show that they can run cross country. Like they're running up the hills unfazed by the hill. Whereas almost everyone else is like hunched yeah. over, like trying to get up the hill as best as possible. But like that was very evident in both the men's and the women's, like how they made the hills just look like not the hills. <laughs> um, but that yeah. was a really cool um, relay event. Like the Kiwis did did well, I think. But um, and like Sam and Vicky were obviously both like very strong in their runs. Like having like I think it was Eric and Annika um, and Anik, was it Grogan? Um, yeah, Annika. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like show. Like you can't even over a short relay like that. Like just the depth, I guess, is lacking a bit there in those um, the middle distance. Um, probably need like like even if you did have say a Geordie Beamer, who I think would have gone really well on that course as well. You then still need someone else is probably like a even 410 type of runner you need a like low four yeah 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 and like becky's getting back there obviously like i i wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't if she runs under like 410 the summer um possibly but yeah you just need that other um back up like you can only you know do as best as you can with the team that you have as well like that the straight like the Australians wouldn't have expected. Um, there was apparently word coming out at camp that Stewie was quite sick as well, but like still lined up. But oh, a, wow. sick Stewie, a sick yep. Stewie is probably still better than <laughs> the next best athlete, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. Had to like deal with that as well. And um, so that was a really great event to just kick off the ch- um, champs, really. Like everyone got really excited after that. Totally. It's an interesting one as well. Like I would love to see, like looking through the results, United States in fifth, Great Britain in sixth, but kind of more than a minute off the pace. Um, yeah, Canada had, down in had, eighth. Um, yeah, they had like... France is like nowhere to be seen. Same with Germany. Yeah. Yeah. But none of those, again, like those teams were not like... I would say they're even probably their C or D ranked teams even. Like yeah, the two, yeah. the two yeah. American women were good, but the two men were like people. Hey, like I haven't heard of them before, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and same with Great Britain, like it's not, not their top guys, so yeah. Yeah. The UK was was rubbish. Like they I think they only sent one senior man and it's like they've got great senior men at Oh them. wow. Like, really? So it's like I don't I think it's people crazy. Just opted opted not to come. Like they just because of being in the southern hemisphere, I think, which I don't know, their choice at the end of the day that they're missing out, but they could have there could have been so many more stronger teams if they'd sent them. Yeah. I think um, what what world athletics needs to do is is really push that greatest foot race on earth and I think push the team's title more. Um, yeah. So there's more emphasis on that. So that it's almost like, you know, NCA is, is the big focus is that team's title, I think more yeah. so, well, slightly more so than the individual title. But yeah, I, yeah. I feel like there's, it, it was disappointing not to see those big European teams come down and, and to see, you know, some of the best runners from the States opting to run 3,000 metres. Yeah, and uh, even New Zealand, we don't have all of our 
our top guys and girls there. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and I mean, the African countries obviously do care a lot about it because otherwise mm. you wouldn't have guys like Kiplimo, Sean up and Chip the Guy and, and all of them. But it's like, I think after that initial maybe like top 15 to 20, it then like drops off quite a bit. Like I think mm. the first, like in the men's race, for example, like Cam Avery was three minutes behind the winner, but was still 47. Yeah. Whereas like, if there was a lot more depth throughout the middle, like three minutes, like, man, that would be hundreds of places normally. Like it's, um, so there's obviously like a bit of a disconnect in there between that kind of, even the top, yeah, 2025 through to about 50th. Um, so be cool to see that change a bit, um, have more bodies around, um, within that time. Absolutely. It is what it is. But, um, so the yeah. junior and I wonder race, if it's a funding thing as well. Um, yeah, I, I just wonder if it's a funding thing, like because you got these big teams, like, uh, and because like it's us, not man. this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's pay your own way. Here's a silver singlet, <laughs> which was interesting to see. The boys had um, a, the black singlet as well. So I don't know what was going on there, but I'm sure no we'll, we'll find out what the story is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah but, so anyway, let's women's... let's go through the results, eh? Yeah, yeah. What's that, yeah, sorry? Junior, I, I was going to say the junior women's will go through that one, eh? Because that was, to me, like yeah, the, cool. hardest, the hardest conditions out of, out of all of them because they had the peak heat um, <laughs> and, and they had to run 6K, which for, you know, junior women is like a, a decent distance. Like there's, there's not too many opportunities that I think they usually would run 6K. Um, so... And they're racing against, yeah, some very, very <laughs> fast um, women as well. Um, like it, even outside of the, we'll talk about those Kiwi results, but I, I heard someone on the course talking up, um, there was a girl called Amy Bunnage who was racing for Australia. And she had, she's yeah. like, I think maybe 16 or 17. She had just run nine flat for 3K recently, like insanely talented. And um, nice. she was up there in the first lap, and then I think she came through the second, but didn't make it around the third, and had an ambulance come cart her off. So there were five or six Ooh, ambulance calls nasty. throughout that throughout that race. Um, but it yeah, looked, it I looked, can see a good uh, ten DNFs. So. Yeah, and it, it, it looked tough, man, because uh, like I think I don't really know what happened in that race for with some of the preparation from some athletes but like i would say half the field looked in a lot of pain after one lap um which i was quite surprised to see um and like yeah Yeah, they were running 6k 6k yeah yeah like it it was hot um like if you're if you're in that much pain after one lap like yeah i think maybe you're either injured weren't prepared or sick or unfit like that that was quite eye-opening to see um especially half the field Mm. because it just like strung out so much after one lap and yeah there were casualties everywhere like the a a mum had run onto the course to tend to her daughter and people were like yelling not to touch her and like it was it was pretty crazy like there was some pretty scary stuff happening on that core on the race on that course um but yeah the i mean the kiwi woman like i mean they still had what one 
to three in the top 41 plus a DNF. Um, yeah. I know that that I'm pretty sure like that Bo Ritchie is pretty young, like probably has four years left in the grade or something. Um, I remember seeing her because I'd heard her name brought up a few times. Um, but I would say like she actually looked to be running quite well. Um, I think she like probably ran cool. the most calculated race. Um, there, there was like a minute spread between well, Catherine, Bella and Bo. Um, but I mean, still getting in that top 41 in the world is a, a pretty like good day out. Um, yeah, it just again in that race just strings out so much. After that, like almost Absolutely. yeah, over three, over three minutes behind over six k is um, pretty eye opening. Totally, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, then I, sort they, of the same with the with the boys race. race. Yeah, I think yeah just four them. in that race. So it means, yeah, it meant they didn't get a team uh, team's result, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and then the the men. And, the, yeah, so we had McKenzie DNF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Junior men yeah. had six. Um, that race, yeah. Like, I would say the top ten out of that race wouldn't be too far out of place in the open men's race. <laughs> wow they were, um, <laughs> they were incredible to watch like they were like hoofing it um and again yeah it's what 24 29 for the win on that course is madness um i think they kind of chilled for the first lap too before it got really rolling um that there, there's actually yeah. the guy that won from kenya um he's racing um tonight over a 3k in melbourne with like Stuart mcswain and a few other guys at that Mori plant meet. Nice. So a few, a few of them have stayed behind to race over the next couple of weeks, which is really cool. I think that was a, a goal of athletics for Australia to achieve. Um, but I, I'll, I'll start kind of backwards board for the men because um, both – so Christian Duval, um, who, again, I've only heard things about him through seeing the results and stuff that he's been doing on the track. But um, like he, he almost made it. Is, is how I would phrase it. Um, I think he wow. like, just, yeah. just miscalculated his energy. And, um, like, he still ran really well to me. Like, I think when someone DNFs but it's, like, really early in the race, they obviously just made a mistake and, and just got out way too hard. But I don't think that was the case with Christian. He actually looked very strong going up the hills as well. Um, he, he was, like, covering moves. Like, he was... He wasn't too far off, like, the main pack. Like, the main pack was obviously too classy. Yeah. But, like, I think if he had yeah, just – he was just off having, like, a really, really good race. Um, so it was unfortunate that he DNF'd. And actually, I, I'm not too sure where on the course he actually DNF'd because I'm pretty sure where I was standing when he – that was the only race that I missed the finish with. But where from where I was standing, I was surprised that he DNF'd. So he must have, like within the last K, maybe had had poked himself and, and collapsed. Um, which which brings me on to Jamie um, Mora, who yeah, um, I I hadn't heard of his his name probably because I don't um, Christian's been run, running so well and you only get filtered kind of results over here in Australia, but. Um, he, that guy, man, that was, um, I'm trying to describe 
this guy has huge balls. That's <laughs> how I'll describe this guy. <laughs> he, he, he was on, I think he was on the last lap as well. He came through the mud pit, which is about 1K to go, and his eyes were in the back of his head. I could see oh him goodness. coming to the, I could see him coming towards me and I am I'm like standing on the side of the fence. I'm like this guy is going to run into the fence. He he just misses running like straight into a gate. Like his yep. legs are so buckled and I was like there's absolutely no way he is getting up this hill like cuz it goes into the hardest hill of the race it's 150 meters up and it dips down and up like that as you're going up so it's not like smooth footing as you're going and he's just yeah, yeah. he's yeah. going sideways snaking all up this hill he's like basically bent in half and i'm like Hold i i i couldn't take my eyes off him like, i i was watching never like the race but i could not take my eyes off this guy and i and i was watching go up the hill I think he's going to get to the top of this hill. And I, I did not think he was going to make it, which I, which I was right about with DNFing. But I couldn't see him once he crested the hill. But my parents were yep. like further up the hill and they said he pretty much got to the top of the hill, missed the fence again from staggering and just collapsed. And um, yeah, wow. so that Man, was a real shows shame. you how hard it was. <laughs> It was a real shame because he was running so well too. Like he he was doing yeah yeah. Both him and Christian, I, I felt really bad for because I think that even if it was like five degrees cooler, they may have made it. Um, but they got yeah. so much out of themselves, and it was still late enough in the race that I don't think they should feel disappointed with their runs. I think that they ran like strong but not stupid still um it was just cool mr body said no unfortunately um which yeah the other yeah. obviously um we can speak about those other guys that finished too um but you know again what two two top 40s like great runs by both um yep. was it matt Hill and elliot Pugh and then ronan and angus um in 51st and 60th which you might know more about their credentials than, than me. Um, I, I think is Elliot might be coached by Craig Kirkwood, who I think I've seen um, his name floating about. But um, yeah, just such a hard that is such a hard race to be in when those guys, yeah, those kind of front guys can be legit contenders with open men. It's um, hard race. Yeah, absolutely. Matt Matt Hill's an interesting one as well, also from Tauranga, and he's only been running for like a year and a half, so he's he's definitely a name to watch. Um, And so what's he now? I think he's 17, just turned 18, so just left school. Um, But, yeah, yeah, definitely keep an eye on him. 38th after running for just like a year or two is is wild. Um, Now, I've only got literally... Um, are the guys and the girls both quite young as well? Like they've got probably, like they're not at like the top of the under twenty grade, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, it sounds yep. like they're yep. all quite young. Still got a year or two to go. Yeah. Now, Stefan, yeah. I've only got two minutes to go before I need to dash dash away. I don't know if you've got um, a slot tomorrow around lunchtime where we can pick up and talk about the senior men, senior woman, do you? Or yeah, are we a bit tight. Can. 
No, probably yep. yeah, probably a bit tight today, but I can um I could probably make the same time tomorrow work. Oh, man. Awesome. Well, we don't, we don't want to disappoint all the, the listeners because I'd love to digest that um, in, in good detail. But yeah, well done to all those juniors. Um, it was, like you say, they got the hardest end of the stick in terms of weather yeah. and conditions. Like potentially, yeah. what would you say? Hardest race of their life in terms of heat and hills and quality of opposition? I would, I would say that this has prepared them to make running feel easy um, moving forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want hard, that is, that is de- the definition of hard. Amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, let's, let's aim for tomorrow for another, uh, another half hour and we'll, we'll digest this a bit further. Sorry to um, cut short, but I think it's worthwhile us um, digesting yeah. um, the senior women, senior men, because yeah, some interesting dynamics to talk through with that race as well. 